You're listening to You've Got This, episode 173. Welcome to You've Got This, a weekly podcast for higher education professionals looking to increase their confidence and capacity for juggling the day-to-day demands of an academic life. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Linder. On this episode, I thought I would share about my 2020 goals and intentions. And I have done this pretty much every year um, since I started the show. And I usually do this in a few different ways. Um, There's a lot of different possible ways that I think you can goal set when it comes to thinking about the coming year. I definitely don't refer to these things as New Year's resolutions. I really actually think about them as goals or as even priorities or things that I value that I want to be paying attention to in the coming year. So um, you definitely want to do this in your own way if you're kind of thinking about what it means to you to, to think about your annual goals. The other thing that I think um, is kind of new for me this year, and you've probably heard me talk about this in other spaces, is I'm using a tool called PowerSheets, and I can link to it in the show notes. But it allows you to do um, annual planning, monthly planning, and also some quarterly planning. And so when I thought about my goals for this coming year, I actually kind of thought about them more as goals for quarter one, knowing that I might be able to finish some of these things um, by the time that quarter one ends and that I might be wanting to adjust and change my goals as I kind of get into the second quarter of the year or beyond. And so I wanted some flexibility there. So what I thought I would do today is share eight goals of what I'm thinking I want to do this year talk a little bit about why this was a goal that I set for myself and also um, what are some of the first steps that I associate with this goal in terms of like specific action items so that you can start to hear a little bit about what I'm thinking along these lines. Now, I have brought my power sheets into the studio with me so that I can be referring to them as I'm recording this. So as I go from goal to goal, you're probably going to hear me flipping a page in the power sheets. Um, I can't remember all of this stuff off the top of my head. And so I do have this here with me. And um, so just note that as I'm, I'm flipping these pages. Okay, so the first goal that I decided to work on was to deepen my coaching practice. And um, this is something that I wanted to do to kind of better understand what my coaching strengths are as I mature as a coach who's working with more and more clients, and also how I can use those strengths to better help other people. And this is something that I think I've been thinking a lot about, especially as I coach more and more, um, that it's relatively easy when you do something for a long time to get into kind of an autopilot and to not necessarily really think kind of purposefully or intentionally about what it is that you're doing. I think this happens with our teaching. I think it can happen with our research as well and other parts of the academic life. And so I want to just be really intentional this year around my coaching that I'm not letting it stagnate. Even as I'm kind of doing more and more of it, I want to make sure I'm kind of staying connected and thinking about it in really careful ways. So what this means to me this year, here are a couple action items that I've really um, tied to this. One is that I'd like to continue to read about coaching. Um, There's some research on coaching that's really interesting. There are also several books about coaching that I have and I haven't read yet. As I've been preparing for my coach training, I've been referencing a lot of books, but not necessarily reading them front to back. So I would really like to think about that as a possible way to kind of stay in the literature about coaching, but also just think about other tools and techniques that I could use. um, And then maybe just kind of jot down some notes about what I'm learning as I go. That leads into my second practice, which is keeping a coaching journal 
And this is something I actually started to do this month. Once I, once I kind of started this goal setting and I thought this was something I might want to do, um, I want to just jot down some notes after each coaching session that I do, um, whether it's group coaching or private coaching, about the tools or the techniques that I used, what worked, maybe what didn't work. And sometimes when I reflect back on a session, I think, I wish I would have done this other thing or I wish I would have introduced this concept or this tool. And it helps me to kind of think about what I'm doing well, and maybe even some patterns that I'm seeing in my coaching in terms of my strengths. So um, keeping a coaching journal is something that I'm working on this year. I'm also kind of interested in finding a community of peer coaches for myself where I can have some accountability around these practices. And so that might be something I kind of look into this year. I have coaches that I talk with um, who are like coming through the coach training program, for example, but I don't necessarily feel connected to people um, who are coaching as my peers that I can be like checking in with, asking questions, and where I'm not taking more of a facilitative role for their growth. So that's something I want to think about um, and, and what that might look like this year. And then also what's tied to this particular goal for me is practicing some of my um, skills as a coach in my day job, which is something that I didn't really feel like I could do in my current position. But I think in my new position, there might be some possibilities for me to do that, Um, and particularly around how I might facilitate meetings or um, how I might work with people who report to me. Definitely not thinking about them as clients because I don't think that's really appropriate, but are there ways that I can take coaching skills and embed it into some of the work that I'm doing? So this is a goal that feels pretty meaningful and aligned for me. Um, I think it's part of why transitioning to this new job doesn't feel as scary because I feel like I can show up in this new space as a coach and less of an expert, which is really what I was required to do before. So I'm excited to see where this goal brings me this year. All right, you're going to hear me turn the page. So my second goal that I'm thinking about for 2020 is also related to my coaching practice, and that is that I'd like to further develop um, or kind of niche as a coach that focuses on values and alignment. And this is something that um, I'm kind of choosing to focus in this area because the more clients I work with, the more of a need I see in higher ed to help people in this area. And higher ed is really the industry that I've chosen to work in. And um, what I have found with this is just that people really need to do values work before they can do a lot of other kinds of work. And I work with a lot of clients that just aren't kind of solid in their values yet. They might have some glimpses or some ideas, but they really need to kind of dig in to see what that looks like. And I could talk about values all day long. I mean, this is an area that I really enjoy, and I build it into a lot of my other workshops and things that I do anyway. So um, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing what this can look like in the year. So um, one of the things that I tied to this in terms of action items was transitioning prolific and shifting it into being more about values and alignment and meaningful productivity. I mentioned this briefly on the last episode, and I'm going to go into more detail about it in a future episode. Um, But that involved kind of creating a group structure within that platform that allows people to dig into various topic areas like writing or career transition, or teaching and learning, or wellness, and then hosting different kinds of events each month that allow people to really think about what are their values, how are their values aligned with their to-do lists, and are they kind of staying on track in terms of what it would mean to them to be meaningfully productive and to be really kind of checking off things from their to-do list in a way that feels really intentional to them. So that was a big one, and that shift actually already happened. Once I realized what I wanted to do in terms of kind of shifting in this area, 
Um, I was very motivated to transition prolific before the start of the 2020 year. So if you want to check that out, it's at prolific.mn.co. I'll also link to it in the show notes. Um, A couple other action items I'm tying to this particular goal is updating my website and maybe updating my bio and about pages, clarifying some offerings related to values work. Um, And then the other one that I'm kind of questioning, I'm not sure when this would happen in the year, probably more toward the middle of the year, is maybe doing some kind of workbook or something around values. And um, I don't know exactly what that would look like, but some kind of set of activities that people could dig into to really clarify what their values are and then start to think about how they could align um, their work and life with those particular things. So this feels like something that Um, I'm well positioned to do. It's work that I've already been doing for a while, and um, it's been very interesting to me. So I want to see what I can learn um, from kind of deepening this area and what it could look like for my future directions of this work. All right, turn the page to goal number three. And this goal is also business related for me, and that is to strengthen and personalize my client support structures. And um, this is important for me because I really want my clients to feel like they have my full attention and that they're getting really incredible value within the coaching engagement in particular. So I'm really thinking about my coaching clients here. Um, And I feel like for now, I mean, I, I think that my clients do feel like they're getting value But I always feel like there's stuff that I can be doing better here. And so I wanted to turn some attention to this this year. So I want to start by creating a better onboarding system for my clients where they can kind of have a getting started guide. Maybe there's some pre-work that they do um, so that they just kind of know where to start with the coaching engagement. And they have a clear place to go where we're going to have notes for coaching. They can know where to schedule with me, you know, all of those kinds of things. So really creating a little bit of like a clearer journey for them as they get onboarded into coaching. I also want to create a system for um, kind of coming into each session with some pre-work and also session debriefing. I think it's important for clients to have a sense of where they're going as they're coming into the session, but also what they got out of the session and to see where they gained some clarity, if they had action items that came out of it, like letting them reflect on that. So I want to create a little bit of a system for pre and post um, with each session. And then I'm also wanting to look at how I can design, you know, a platform or something that kind of holds all of this in one place. And um, I've looked at a couple tools that are kind of tools I could purchase, and I'm not quite finding exactly what I want. So I'm still kind of looking at that and trying to decide if I want to use free tools, if I want to use something um, that is already out there. And I'm kind of thinking, you know, what that would look like. Um, I have some direction for this goal, but it's still feeling a little bit abstract to me, um, and I feel like I need to set some deadlines around it to really make it concrete, Um, but I want to play around a little bit with kind of a a customer journey map um, idea, which would help me to kind of better understand the different stages of my coaching client's journey with me, and I think that would help me to design something with this um, in a very purposeful way. So that's goal number three, turning the page to goal number four. And goal number four is um, for me to kind of nurture business growth in a very intentional way. And this was actually a lot of pre-work that I did as I transitioned from 2019 into 2020, especially because of my move. I wanted to be really intentional about getting some things done before I um, moved states and also moved jobs. So um, this was also tied to the prolific rebrand and really thinking about how to expand that community to be a fit for more of my clients. 
Um, it was also about like launching successfully the Slow Hustle program and my coach training program. I'm still working on some of the onboarding documentation for that um, and making sure that it's really clear and helpful for people who've joined. Um, so that's something that I'm kind of trying to think about. I also wanted to implement a waitlist structure on my website that would allow me to put future programming all on the site in the beginning of the year. And then people could say, yeah, I'm interested in that that's happening like in the summer. Can you email me, you know, when it gets closer? So I wanted to put kind of structures into um, the systems for people signing up for things that would make it easier for them to let me know that there's a certain level of interest. And then I would have a better sense in the second part of the year in particular about offerings. Um, so that's something I've actually already implemented. I use Airtable and the forms available through that to start to put some of that into my website. And as I close enrollment for the Slow Hustle program and the coach training program, those waitlist structures are going to be added in so that people can let me know and kind of signal to me that they're interested in the next offering. The other task that I really tied in with this um, goal of nurturing business growth was having a very clear 2020 program and events calendar and making sure that I wasn't um, going beyond my own bandwidth of what I could do this year with all the change that's coming my way. So I wanted to make sure I had everything in my calendar, that it felt balanced to me, that I was updating my website and kind of getting everything together in a way that felt really organized. And I was able to do that um, in the last week or so. And then that allows me to have a really clear and structured content calendar for the year in terms of things that I'm putting out on social media. So I was able to draft and, and schedule quarter one um, and get that ready to go on Twitter. I'm still thinking about other platforms that I might want to be marketing on as well. Um, but this was really an important thing for me to kind of go into the year feeling strong and to have some stability in the business, even though I know some of the other things in my life are going to be a little bit more unstable as we transition and move. All right, turning the page to goal number five. So this one was one that came out of some reflection that I did in 2019 and what was really working for me in the last year. And um, so my goal five is to schedule intentional time for solitude and reflection. And I chose this goal because I think I do more meaningful work when I have these kinds of support structures of the solitude and the reflection time. I have talked many times in the past about how I'm an introvert and how I really try to build some things in my life around that to be supportive. So what this means for me in terms of kind of practical action items is doing my morning pages on a daily basis and making sure that I am kind of reviewing those journals too when I fill one up um, and kind of looking for patterns and lessons that maybe I've learned through that. I also want to schedule times weekly and monthly to be reviewing my power sheets. And this is really helping me to stay aligned and to think really reflectively about what I want for the coming month and how I can kind of fit in all the things that are priorities for me. I have built in monthly check-ins in the prolific community for goal setting and intention setting that I think are really going to help me with this. So I'm really looking forward to that um, and doing this in community because there are several people in prolific who have chosen the power sheet system as well. They've heard me talk about it um, or they've been using it previously. And even if you're not a power sheets user, but you want to do that kind of monthly check-in, um, we're going to be doing it over there. So I'll link to prolific in the show notes if you want to check it out. The other thing I'd really like to do is schedule quarterly retreats. And this is something that I had been doing for the past year, maybe the past couple years. And I'm not sure if I want to go to a retreat space or just do it in my home because in the past I've just done it in my home. 
Um, And I'm not even sure what my goals will look like for these retreats, but it's important for me to have a few days um, and sometimes longer than that where I can just kind of be working on projects and have that time on my own and for reflection. So um, this one, I think of all my goals so far, feels really rooted in habits that I've already got in place because I know that these things work for me. Um, So planning ahead for this time is just going to be really helpful for me during this transition period to know that I need it, Um, especially because... Because when I have more staff on my team and things like that, I know that during the day I'm going to be around a lot of people. So making sure that I'm building in time for this is going to be really important. Okay, turning the page to goal number six. This one I think is going to sound kind of similar to goal number five, but I wanted to separate it out in a really intentional way. And that is to create space to rest and recharge. So sometimes my solitude and um, reflection time is restful time, but sometimes it's very creative time. And it's not necessarily always simultaneous with resting and recharging. So I chose this goal to really keep my energy levels up and offer myself opportunities for self-care throughout the year. And here's what I think this is going to look like for me. I want to leave work no later than 5.30 p.m. Now, I don't know how reasonable that is. I It's something that I'm going to aim for, but I'm not sure, given kind of what my new job situation is, if that's going to be part of the culture there, and I want to be kind of responsive to that. But I think that I can set some calendar boundaries and block my calendar to do, you know, a wind down later in the day that kind of gets me out of the, the office door by a decent time. And I'd also like to block some calendar time for, like, work and catch-up periods to really try to manage Um, all the meetings and stuff I'm going to have as I start the new job and to really give myself some processing time so that I'm not overworking. Um, And that's something I'm pretty dedicated to. I also want to schedule in some rest periods into my calendar, like booking monthly massages. I'd like to book some vacation time when that becomes available to me. I'd like to book recovery periods for after my travel, um, which is something that worked really well for me in this past year. So really trying to think intentionally about putting that stuff into my calendar because I know I'm going to need it and I always seem to think about it too late. So putting that in ahead of time is really important. And then the other goal that I put down um, or the other kind of action item I put down under this was reading some fun books throughout the year. And um, reading for me is always a way for me to rest and recharge, and I really enjoy it. So I'm going to continue um, pushing towards that Goodreads challenge this year. I have no idea what I'm going to challenge myself to read. Um, And then also I might think about like joining a virtual reading group or starting, you know, one in my local area, or maybe there's one that's available to me. And I think that could be really fun too. So for this goal, I had practiced some of these techniques this year. I know how powerful they can be for me, and so I'm really excited to continue some of these habits into the new year, and I think they're especially important as I'm starting a new job. So self-care and rest and recharge for the win. Turning the page to goal number seven. Okay, you guys, this is a big one, and I'm scared to say it out loud. I'm going to do it anyway. And I really am going to need some accountability around this. So this is the year where I want to get back to running and I want to do yoga. And I've been talking about this and thinking about this for such a long time. And I really, really want to make it happen. So I want to feel more confident in kind of my capacity for doing physical exercise. I am someone that did not grow up as like identifying as an athlete. And when I started running back in like 2014, 15, I felt really good. I mean, it was a good exercise for me and I really enjoyed it. And I really just want this to, 
you know, be back in my life and not where I'm going to be running races or doing anything super competitive, but really just for my own kind of reflective practices of um, staying healthy, but also providing myself some mental space to be kind of thinking as I'm doing these exercises. Now, I also know, you know, with my walking practice, this was a great time for me to just have some solitude time as well. So I'm looking forward to that. And then in terms of the yoga, I think it's a really positive way for me to think about my mental health. But also as I'm starting to focus in on values and alignment, I think that the physical is a really big part of that. And so this is an area where I'd really like to learn in addition to just practicing. Um, I want to learn a lot about what it means to combine work with yoga with other kinds of work around values. So here's what this means, at least initially, in terms of tasks. I need to get my, my treadmill set up in my new house. Um, we had to take this down when we renovated our kitchen like last spring, and it never got put back together. It just sat in our garage. And then when we started staging the house and we knew the move was coming, it just didn't, it didn't make sense to put it back together. So when we get to Kansas, this is a big deal for me to kind of get this up and running as soon as possible and maybe even to have like a gym space either in our garage or in my house. And so this is a, a big priority for me. I also want to use the printout that I created a while back when I did a run-walk challenge, and I mentioned this on the podcast, um, that has like a schedule of the run-walk workouts that help me kind of ease into running without getting injured. And so I will eventually kind of choose a start date for that um, when I know I'm going to have access to a treadmill. Um, It has been very dark and windy and rainy here in the Northwest this past week or two, and it's been a little frustrating for me because I feel like I've not been able to get into this, and I'm, I'm ready. Like, I want to start right now. So it may be possible for me to do that without a treadmill and before I move and and kind of continue it through the move. But I'm trying to be realistic about what I can actually do um, when we're moving. Um, So this is something that I need to kind of get that scheduled so I can figure that out. And then in terms of the yoga practice, that's one that's a little bit easier for me to do without any kind of equipment. Um, And I have some videos that I enjoy from YouTube and other places. I'm also looking at a local yoga studio that's about two blocks from where I'm going to work in Kansas that I think will allow me to do some yoga in the middle of the day a couple times a week and maybe some stuff on the weekends as well. It also happens to be a bar studio and a spin studio. So I have not tried really any of those things in a class format I'm excited. I'm also super nervous. And I am very concerned that I'm not going to be able to do this consistently. Um, But I'm going to try. And so I'm putting it out there. If you have fitness goals that you're working on for 2020, let me know because I'm going to need, you know, people that I can be accountable to and that I can help support and who can support me. Because this is one of the goals that I I feel is going to be the most difficult for me, to be honest. It's the one that makes me the most nervous. Okay. So then the final goal, goal number eight, is one that I'm also really excited about. I'm not quite sure what it's going to look like over the course of the year, but it is to make our new house into a home. And I'd really like to help us settle into our new life in Kansas and to feel like our home is really comfortable for us. The house that we purchased there is significantly larger than the house we currently have. It's more than double the square footage. And so we have a lot more space. We have a lot more storage. 
And um, that will mean probably buying some new furniture and trying to, you know, fill that space, not just for the sake of filling it, but to be very intentional about what we want to do in those spaces. And um, also just new routines and new neighborhoods and new grocery stores and, you know, all those kinds of things as well. So the, the immediate task that I've assigned to this particular goal is one to try to unpack as quickly as possible and to really think about where we want things to go what rooms are going to be for what, you know, if we have a guest room or a gym or something like that, you know, what is the best place to put all of that stuff? And really to just try to get the boxes unpacked so that we're not living in boxes. And I have some time in between the jobs that I think are going to help me to do this. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I know it'll take a while to kind of get everything into the perfect spot that it's meant to be in. So I'm not looking for perfection here, but I am looking for a level of organization that allows us to feel comfortable in this new house. I also want to create a kind of a phased plan for updates and purchases with my partner. So we know that there will probably be some expense into, you know, maybe buying a second television, for example, or having another um, seating area because there's a couple different seating areas in this house, um, like a, a living room and a family room kind of situation. And I don't want to just go crazy and and purchase a bunch of stuff because we think we need to. I want to be really intentional about what are we going to do maybe in like the first half of the year versus the second half of the year and create a budget for each of those phases so that we are, you know, again, kind of being purposeful about what that looks like and not going into any kind of debt to to get the house where we want it to be. I think that there's definitely some things we can do in year one. This might extend into years past that, um, depending on what we decide to do. So that's another piece of it. And then I also want to execute whatever the phase one of that purchase or update plan is. So I think that we can do that, some things relatively quickly. Um, And I think, for example, we want to install Nest thermostats in the house, and that's something we have currently. And that's something that we think is is a pretty clear, like we know we want to do that. It's going to help with our energy bills. Um, we, We really have liked that system. So that's the kind of stuff that I think we can do relatively quickly. And we know that it's going to be, you know, something that can happen maybe even in the first month or two that we're in that house. So I'm really looking forward to seeing this house um, because it's not done yet. It's still being built. And then also deciding how we want to make it our own. Um, And I think that this is definitely more of a fun project for my partner and I to undertake together throughout this year. And um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I do feel like since we are both introverts, our home is really a respite space for us. And it's really important that we create spaces that we feel comfortable in and, you know, at the end of the day that we want to come home to. We want to spend our weekends there. And, you know, it feels like a home. So those are my eight goals, Um, kind of a lot for this year and really for the first quarter. Many of these feel like they're going to be happening sooner rather than later, Um, but I'm excited. And I think that when you're setting goals for the new year, you want to feel mostly excited. Um, My seventh goal around yoga and running definitely makes me feel a little trepidatious, but I'm also excited about what my capacity is for that. And because I've done these things before, I know I can do them again. And so I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing what the possibilities are there. And um, of course, I will update throughout the year about how these things are looking and definitely on a quarterly basis as I start to see what I can check off and what are some of the things that I might want to transition into as new goals throughout the year. 
I do want to mention again how we're going to be really being accountable and staying aligned in the prolific community. So if you're listening to this and thinking, you know, you want some accountability around the things you're doing this year, especially for those folks who are listening and you consider yourself an obliger, you do really well with external accountability. Prolific might be a space for you to check out. So I'll I'll link to it in the show notes. You can also find more information at prolific.mn.co. And of course, I would love to hear about what your goals are for 2020 or what your priorities are or the kinds of things that you're wanting to spend your time on. You can always email me at hello at drkatielinder.com. You can tweet to me at katie double underscore linder. You can connect with me on Instagram at katie underscore linder. And soon you will be able to write me a letter. I'm going to be releasing my new PO box very soon. And I'm excited to start the process of receiving and writing letters once again. So um, here's to all of us having an incredibly meaningful and purposeful year. And uh, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of You've Got This. Show notes and a transcript for this episode can be found at katielinder.work slash podcasts. If you found this episode helpful, please also consider rating and or reviewing the show in iTunes. Thanks for listening.